Welcome to Sex Communication, a project aimed at changing how people talk about sex. It features audio recordings of sex acts, extremely frank conversations, and many confessionals. Please note that our content is explicit and uncensored. And while these episodes may indeed arouse you, the intent is to inform and inspire. Join us now for a judgment and shame-free exploration of sex. Sexy, sexy, sex stuff. Sex. Hey there, welcome to episode 86. Today is the quickie episode detailing how I got off from November 18th through the 24th. And I am happy to report that I had at least seven orgasms this past week. I was tallying them up before I hit record, and I'm pretty sure seven is accurate. Um, And this is counting two at the orgy that I mentioned I would be attending, which I did attend, Um, two playing separately with number 57, who was one of the attendees of the masturbation party, and three from masturbating. Uh, No porn was watched this week, so it was just from toy play. And uh, two of those orgasms were before the orgy, and one of them was, I'm thinking, Thursday. Actually, it might have been Friday. I should have kept better track of that, which I didn't. Um, Probably Friday, because I was kind of still sore (laughs) Thursday. Um, Yeah, I I slept with a guy at the orgy that had a really massive dick, and yeah. Um, So I was feeling it the next day. Anyway, backing up a little bit. So yes, (laughs) I did attend the orgy. And overall, I had a much more exciting week than I've had for a while. Um, I will say, having attended the orgy again, which, just as a refresher, this is a a monthly party. The The first and last time that I had attended it was in August. And the theme of it is girls who like girls. And so it begins with 30 minutes of allotted female playtime where the men are only allowed to watch and not touch. And then after that time has passed, then it becomes a free-for-all for the remainder of the time. And the party goes on for several hours. It's hosted in a hotel suite. And there are about 40 people that attend. Um, this time it seemed like more people. It definitely seemed like more people. Uh, the space was bigger. It was in the same hotel and the same layout, but reversed, but with the addition of another bedroom. If any of you are listening and you're unfamiliar with what I'm talking about, go back and listen to episode 60. Uh, I'm linking to it in the show notes, but that was the how I got off episode that followed the orgy the first time. So it includes a lot of details, a lot of details. I basically spent that entire episode about 30 minutes kind of talking about all all of the things that were happening that I saw and participated in and etc. Um anyway, I also wrote a piece about it and I'll, I'll link to that as well. But for sure the more detail will be in the podcast because the other one's kind of told through the lens of sobriety and doesn't really get into the nitty-gritty. Anyway, getting back to this orgy. So yeah, I did not participate in the girl on girl stuff this time. I did the first time. Um, but you know, one of the things that I kind of mentioned in that prior episode was this feeling of mediocre sex, but just a lot of it, given the number of people and the time and the kind of, you know, dedication to this playing and this very anonymous, uh, impersonal way. Um, 
And I had been interested in attending because, you know, attending an orgy, participating in an orgy, not just attending, was one of the things on my bucket list, which includes a lot of sexual items, being really interested in being part of this kind of body pile. And it's not really what I got out of attending the first time. Uh, I came away from it feeling a little, a little disappointed in the lack of of connection, although, you know, it wasn't surprising. I mean, these are strangers, and I guess there was this assumption that I was going to be overwhelmed with attraction for people that were there, um, or at least, you know, a handful of people that I was going to be able to make these connections, and it was going to enhance whatever experience was had. Um, it was, I'd say there were probably uh, at least 10 people that I, I did recognize after having met them or played with them or seen them at the previous party. You know, that was one of the things the host had mentioned was that there's a pretty core group of attendees that go every month or at least multiple months, you know. Um, That being said, my feelings about the lack of attraction and connection and chemistry and things like that are not really the result of, you know, the level of attractiveness of the attendees, you know, there's, and I mentioned this in last week's how I got off, there's a very body positive uh, quality to the environment. And there are people of all shapes and sizes, ages, races, etc, that attend really literally something for everybody. So it's not that it really is this just (sighs) gratuitous, environment of, you know, people having sex for the sake of having sex. At least this is my impression and how it felt. Um, Very similar to how I felt after the first one, but I think the feeling this time is amplified. Also, the first time there were some very specific activities that occurred that were um, like also items on my fantasy or bucket list or whatever. So those were especially great. And I didn't have interactions like that this time. I did come twice and I don't feel like I came, like I really had these moments of enjoyment the first time, but I don't feel like I came at all. Like my memory now, several months after the fact. Um, but I know for sure I did come twice during this orgy. And, uh, but I'm, I just want to speak in some broad strokes before I get into the specifics because I left, I, well, yeah, to back up a little, I went to it really being excited about being back in the body positive environment. You know, yes, I've mentioned a couple times now going through some insecurity and body image stuff and whatever. And I was really looking forward to that. And it, I got that, right? But uh, I have hit my limit of participating in these unfulfilling acts, you know? And like I said, this whole kind of gratuitous having sex for the sake of having sex thing really does not appeal to me. Like, I don't give a fuck about sleeping with 10 people or dozen people or five people or whatever just because I can. And like, more power to you if that's what floats your boat, but it really is just, it makes me feel so empty and hollow. Like, ugh, 
it's the kind of thing that it just makes me crave the opposite, you know, the connection and intimacy and warmth that comes with actually having sex with somebody that you really want to have sex with and that you're attracted to. And there's something beyond just this physical act. Um, so I think right now my position is that I'm not going to go back. Although just given how I know my feelings about the orgy changed from the first time to how I was feeling right before I attended this last one, I'm coming to suspect that this sort of thing is a bit like childbirth and that I've never gone through childbirth, but this is what I hear reported that, you know, mothers forget the pain. And it is that forgetting of the pain of the act of childbirth that allows them to get pregnant again and go through this whole thing of how nice it would be to have another baby because they've completely blocked the experience of the actual birth from their mind. So you may hear me change my position. And hopefully if you do, and I'm like, I think I might go again, like, do me a favor and just send me a message and be like, hey, remember when you said how unfulfilling this was and how hollow you felt afterwards? Anyway, um, hopefully I'll remember and you won't need to do that, but just in case. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So getting back to the orgasms for the week. So yeah, three of them were from masturbating and sans porn. So pretty quick, not as quick as the one that I recorded a couple of weeks ago, but very similar, very similar. Um, like, yeah, purely kind of a physical response to the toys and not even any time or room for there to be much mental fantasy that I could describe to you. So it's very matter of fact. Um, the two orgasms that I had at the orgy, um, the first happened, well, a lot more people brought toys this time and I was thinking about bringing my own and then I didn't, but you know, luckily like people, <laughs> They're going to share their bodies. They share their toys too. And there's condoms everywhere. So people just slip condoms onto the toys and share them and whatnot. Uh, so there was this one couple that came and they had brought a plug-in um, Hitachi. It's not actually a Hitachi anymore, but the magic wand. And so it was near me and they had turned it on and used it and then they weren't using it anymore and they were clearly preoccupied for a bit so I was like hey you know if I put a condom on this can I use this I'm like sure yeah whatever they could give a fuck so you know I was at this time this was kind of this was post girl time during this awkward transition of people navigating where to be and who to start with and etc cetera, etc cetera. so at this point there were a lot of people that were already fucking on the bed I'd say nine maybe. Um, and then maybe another half dozen that were kind of scattered around watching in the room and two people that were next to me guys. Anyway, so this Hitachi is on the floor, not Hitachi, the magic wand. And I started masturbating with it and the guy that was next to me, and I was mindful of this when I did it was like, if the guy next to me is interested in playing like I wouldn't mind playing with this guy. I kind of already seen his his dick from him being closer to the bed. So I was aware of that and he wasn't unattractive. And so he started kissing me and touching me. And then there were some other people I'm trying to <laughs> my mind like the transition part is kind of blurry. But anyway, that same guy, the part when I'm having the orgasm was 
fucking me from behind and I was leaning over and I had my hands on the thighs of somebody else who was now sitting in the chair where I had been sitting. This was a guy and he was clothed and he had his palms out, right? So that I'm leaning over, I have my hands on his thighs, my head kind of bent down towards his chest and he has my my like breasts are like leaning on his his hands and he just kind of left them there. He didn't even move them. Anyway, being in that position, I'm using the magic wand. The guy's fucking me from behind. Very nice orgasm that way. So that happened. The guy was, I don't know. I think there was a bit of a length issue and also our heights. I don't know. We're ideally matched. So there was like some popping out issue that was happening with me being bent over the chair and him being able to stay inside, but whatever. I came and just kind of separated myself from that situation, went on and did some other less penetrative things, just some oral and kissing and, and whatnot. And then, um, one of the things I was planning on doing, attending this time was being more intentional about who I played with. And I thought I was going to be more directive. Um, but again, I think because I was feeling that kind of gratuitous sense and uh, whatever, which really wasn't getting me going. I, I did. I only asked one person to play is what I'm saying, you know, like, yes, it was more directive, you know, just masturbating in that chair and kind of knowing that this was going to lead to something. Um, but as far as like asking somebody if I can play with them, I only did that with one person. And it was this guy that I saw because I had been sitting in this chair kind of scoping out the dicks in the room. Like, whose penis do I want to play with? And this guy was on the other side and it looked pretty good. Um, so I, I, you know, I asked him to come over if I could play with him. And he came over and it was even bigger than <laughs> it appeared from the other side. Um, yeah, a little bigger than I was prepared for. Because the other thing about this, like I've said a million times, you know, I don't know, the body, my body reacts differently when I'm super attracted to somebody. Um, and there's this chemistry and kind of my body is, you know, primed and ready. But in this environment, that's not exactly the case. And foreplay isn't really part of this scene. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so we're having sex and I'm pretty sure <laughs> this guy is the one responsible for the the beating my body felt like it had taken and kind of why I needed to take a break that night and the next day. Anyway, so yeah, we fooled around for a bit and um, the next orgasm that I had, and this is, you know, there's all just kind of random stuff. You're having sex with somebody and like you're leaning back on a bed and half a dozen people are fucking around you and people are asking, can I kiss you? Can I touch you? So all along the way, there are like some random people touching me or kissing me, but you know, that's happening. Um, I was in the other room and somebody had asked me if they could use the magic wand on me. And I was like, okay. So he was going at it and just again, speaking to like, foreplay, hello, whatever, like going at it on fucking high. And it's just like, it was so intense. And I kept pulling back and laughing because it was just like, it was almost tickling me. It was so intense. And like, who starts on this? Like, whatever. Certainly not how I would have begun, but whatever. I was just trying to like make the most of the situation and just, he was trying so hard. 
anyway, he was he was adorable. He was there with his wife, and like there had been this conversation earlier in the night where he was asking another woman how he could make his wife squirt. And there was this one point where he's going down on this one girl and his wife's getting banged by this other guy and they're holding hands across the bed. It was so cute. Anyway, so (laughs) this guy's going down on me. Well, I mean, he has his face right there. So I assume that's going to happen at some point. And just hearing how he's been interested in playing throughout the night, I'm expecting this is going to be part of it. But anyway, so he's using the magic wand and, you know... I'm laying back and again, you know, people are fucking behind me and around me and there's another guy there and he asks if he can touch my tits and I say yes and I'm thinking this is going to maybe lead to um, like the similar event of the first time where, you know, I was laying down on the floor and this guy was going down on me and then two other guys were coming and playing with my tits and that was like the highlight of the first event for me. But this time, like again, I'm still trying to adjust to the magic wand And part of it is not me not willing to say, because I I was like, uh, that's really intense. And I kept, you know, bringing it up with the guy, but it was more of, it seemed like, like an opportunity to just try something different, right? Like I usually use it lower and I, you know, try these other techniques, but like, maybe I'll discover that there's some better results or more intense this, that, or the other thing. If I go with this, like, you know, I, I was, my thinking was like, he's probably doing this because somebody or something has told him that this is effective. So maybe it is. And let me just give it a shot. So I'm trying to roll with this the guys on my tits and I, it was all too much. I wound up coming really hard. So I don't think it was a bad choice to do that, but it just, it didn't play out how I anticipated. It didn't play out how I anticipated. Um, yeah. And then, so those were the orgasms of the night. Uh, I did, you know, I have penetrative sex with a couple of other people and there was some oral stuff, but really that was it. And, um, yeah, I stayed until it was supposed to end, but it still seemed like it was going to wind up going on for a few hours. It was like, there were way more people this time, but anyway, so number 57. So he had been in contact with me about this event and I had speculated, you know, I thought he was going to be able to attend and how excited I was going to be about having somebody there that I knew that there would be this, at least this you know, level of connection with one person amidst all of this other stuff. I was looking forward to that. And then as soon as I recorded that last episode where I said that, he messaged me and was like, I have to work Wednesday. I can't make the party. But do you want to hang out on Friday? I was like, yeah, sure. So we did hang out on Friday, which is how I wound up having two orgasms with number 57. Um, He is, his interests include water sports and rimming. Um, so we did not participate in any water sports, which is like basically fluid stuff, you know, can be urine, can be squirting, both, whatever, like that's his jam. Um, we haven't done any of that stuff together. I have limited interest in those things. I have dabbled in these things in the past, but anyway, that's a story for another show. So yeah, rimming for him, rimming for me. And we had never had penetrative sex before. Like, you know, we've masturbated with each other and there's been contact and oral, but that had been the limit of it. So this time we had vaginal penetrative sex and then we had anal penetrative sex. 
And while he was playing with my butt the first time, I'm using the magic wand. I came from that, so that was fun. And I haven't done butt stuff for a while, so... Um, yeah, and then he fucked me anally, and I came from that as well. So that happened. Um, yeah, he's kind of adorable. He's also in his 20s and like very concerned with his performance and trying. And um, I had a great time. I don't, you know, I felt like he was more concerned than he needed to be. But, you know, he was he's a lot of fun to play with. And he's, you know, nice to talk to also. He's a good looking guy. It was more of a connection and more intimacy than the orgy, for sure. But neither playing with 57 nor the orgy really scratched the itch, which has been growing. And that itch is to have a partner, you know? And I am fully aware that the more I continue to have these, like, superficial... non-intimate experiences with other people, the more I'm keeping myself from the thing that I actually want. And I stand by the choices that I make. Like, I don't regret going to the orgy and I don't regret playing with any of the people that I've played with. These serve other purposes and scratch other itches and are just things I think I've needed to kind of explore. But each time they do reinforce this craving. So that was my week. Hope you had a good one. And I'll speak with you Thursday on Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sex Communication. Did you dig it? Tell a friend. Subscribe. Leave a review on iTunes. Send an email. I really would love for you to do all of these things. And if you'd like to know more about this project, visit graphicpaint.com slash sexpodcast for additional episodes and background on how this all began. And if you'd like to be a part of this podcast, send an email to sex at graphicpaint.com. Every story and experience is valuable, so why not do an interview or submit your own filthy audio? Be a part of our revolution and help us spread the message of sexy self-acceptance.